Yes, yes, welcome to Peep the Game Podcast. Uh, I am the Mouse RC, and uh, what do I have for you today? I have a bit of a Premier League wrap up. It's not really a wrap up because I talk about individual things that I saw in games. I don't really analyze games. Uh, so, but you know, I think it's a decent episode. It's not the best episode that I've ever made, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. But you know, we we always have more more episodes to come to do better. I mean, I've been away for a while, so you can't really expect me to be on my A game. Even players, when they come from injury, they are not always doing, you know, incredible things. They are not standing on the ball. So, but that is the episode for today. Please do listen and uh, subscribe. And remember, I can do more. I am very capable of doing much, much better than this. So stay subscribed. I'll be back next week on Monday. But do listen to this one before you go. So yes, let me start with this. I want to start with Manchester United because I watched Manchester United play Leicester City. And I think this is obvious to me. This is obvious to you. And uh, when you do a podcast, you always want to, you know, do something more than just, you know, the obvious stuff. But sometimes things are obvious and you kind of like think, why do people in football, people who run football clubs why do they not make the obvious decisions why do they why do they not make the obvious calls like this is obviously obvious to you this is obvious to me that oligona soldier is not good enough for a club of the size of manchester united and it's the same thing with juventus you know juventus they shouldn't have hired andre pelo why did they hire him someone with no experience how did they think that was going to end up i mean people tend to go like um barcelona hired pep guardiola but people forget that pep guardiola he he even said it himself that he wanted to be a manager when he was 25 years old not a lot of people not in football not anywhere know what they want to be when they're 25 years old so pep guardiola said i want to be a manager a football manager when he was 25 years old and I mean, I think the, the Pep Guardiola story is very well documented that he went to, I think, Mexico. He went to Italy all because he wanted to learn. He was he wanted to be a manager and he took that journey. I mean, you think about Juventus, like I said, Juventus hired a guy in Andre Pillow who, who, what did he do? It's almost like he woke up one morning and he was like, okay, now I want to manage him. Juventus was like, what? You, you handsome man? Come here, come and then manage the team. This team, there is like the biggest team, the most successful team. In Italy, same thing with Manchester United. They hired Ole Gunnar Solskjaer when so many managers are available to be hired. And, you know, even Chelsea. Chelsea hired Frank Lampard. There's a difference between someone being a legend uh, as a player and being a legend as a coach, as a football thinking mind. And none of these guys, uh, none of these guys are anything close to being like Pep Guardiola, which people tend to think that, you know, Pep Guardiola was the kind of, was just someone who, who just managed uh, Barcelona's what was it? Barcelona B? Uh, I think it was Barcelona B. So people tend to think that, you know, Pep Guardiola is the reason why, or maybe he's the reason why this thing happened because they misunderstand what Pep Guardiola actually did to get to where he is. He's not just someone who is, woke up a genius and, you know, got into football. He's someone who actually put in the work. And, you know, like I said, you know, for me, it just baffles me why people in football just make these bad decisions. And especially Manchester United because, I'm looking at Manchester United and I'm thinking, look, Manchester United, you know, back in the day, let me get back to this, because back in the day, I'm a Chelsea fan. I always say this uh, on the podcast that I'm a Chelsea fan and I'm always trying to be fair. I'm always fair, I have to say. When we were coming up, uh, it was always, you know, people used to test Chelsea, say Chelsea have more managers hired and fired than trophies accumulated. 
you know manchester united they were very proud of that but now things have changed this is no longer the era when you know managers could be at a job for 15 to 20 years things have changed and manchester united need to change with them because i mean they have a coaching problem but they also have a management problem because the management is responsible for taking you know giving the coach the job and taking the job from the coach when the coach is clearly olegan associate he's clearly out of his depth uh he's taking them as far as he can and you know like chelsea chelsea fired frank lampard they realized that this guy is not doing the job he's not up to it so we have to get in someone who is experienced and someone who's you know a proper coach which thomas tuchel is and manchester united need to do that they need to get in a proper coach what is happening at manchester united when they play leicester city they played against a team that is coached by brendan rogers who is a proper coach he coached from i mean I, this guy was coaching at chelsea's youth teams and he went to um I, i'm even talking about the things that are recent he probably did more than that you know he went to scotland he and now he's at leicester and this is someone who who you know is a proper coach and they have ole gonna search what has ole gonna search had done uh to be a to be given you know that job to you know he all he has done is basically just be a player and like i said there's a difference between being a legend as a player and be a legend as a coach and you know as far as him uh being a legend as a coach he hasn't done anything to get to the level where he can say this guy can you know become a legend one day or he can be a you know a proper coach and he's not a proper coach maybe in time he will get there but you know Manchester United and you know even generally football clubs they just make the most baffling decisions and Manchester United especially like i said because they uh they tend, it seems to me like they still think that this are this are the years of Alex Ferguson when a manager can be there forever and ever and you know that is they are, i think they're going to regret that i also watched liverpool play uh who did liverpool play i mean jesus christ i'm forgetting who liverpool play here um but liverpool did play it's not important who they played but because you know i'm not going to talk about the game i'm going to talk about two players and uh liverpool played uh whoever they played and uh i was just watching andy robertson because he's a player that i just don't get and i just wanted to see him i was watching intently to see what um andy robertson does what is it that is so special about andy robertson because he's a player that i never got and i'm not saying that he's a bad player i'm just saying that you know i don't get andy robertson and you know as of you know if you do a football podcast you do a boxing boxing podcast you want to have some kind of you know knowledge but you know sometimes you don't have the knowledge and you don't actually get players i mean even someone like jojino there was a time when you know nobody understood what jojino did and that's because but you know people in football will tell you that jojino i mean i know that you know we say as i said that you know people in football make some baffling decisions but obviously if coaches are telling you that this guy is special this guy does special things you have to you know kind of be like you know i don't get it but you know maybe yes he does because i'm mean, and, and a player who many people is not just you know coaches and this like that is also fans who love Andy Robertson for me I just don't get Andy Robertson I try to watch him and see what does he do actually what what is it that you know makes Andy Robertson special like I said I don't I'm not saying that he's not special I'm not saying that he's you know not a good player I just don't know what exactly he does and that happens sometimes so you know I mean even like if you take it into like a cultural uh, from a cultural perspective one comedian that everybody loves Dave Chappelle. I don't know what Dave Chappelle does that is so special, but everybody, you know, the fans. My sister posted on 
uh, what's up that you know she watched the special it was incredible uh, my cousin also you know he's a, he, he was one of the the specials from Dave Chappelle and he was like this was incredible and I watched it and I was like what there's nothing here what 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 do you guys find funny about this this guy and there's nothing i mean he even makes jokes like uh i suppose this is supposed to be a joke i don't know if it's a joke uh he said something like uh he was dissing some lady he was having uh some problems a beef with the lady and he was like you know you have this was like you know his the great dave Chappelle is going to make fun of this lady and he was talking about her like you have his thinking vagina like is that is that a joke is that funny and people find this funny, but you know, like I said, if people find it funny, maybe it's me who don't get it. Uh, but unlike Andy Robertson, I don't think Dave Chappelle is any good. They say he's a genius. I don't see it. But back to football, uh, Andy Robertson, like I said, I don't get him. I'm not. I'm not saying that he's a bad player. Like I said, I'm. I'm going to keep watching him. I'm going to want to see. Uh, what exactly he does. And uh, another player from Liverpool from the Liverpool game is Mo Salah, and this is getting a bit too long. It's getting tedious, I know. I for, uh, forgive me. Uh, it's more Salah, but I'm going to talk about it maybe in the next episode uh, because I don't want to be, you know, tiring to listen to. So I'm going to stop this here. So in the interest of being professional, I'm going to talk about what I wanted to talk about, which is Mo Salah from the Liverpool game. Uh, Mo Salah is incredible at football. And let me tell you, uh, I always, like I said, I always say I am a fan. I get emotional about football. So, uh, Mo Salah is. I the first time I saw Mo Salah play was when he came to Liverpool. So I was like, you know, Mo Salah plays similar to Lionel Messi. I was like, this guy's incredible. I like him, but he could not finish back then. If you remember, Mo Salah was like he was terrible at finishing. So I was like. Okay, this guy is incredible at football, but he just doesn't finish. And then he worked on his finishing, and he became this incredible player that we see and love today. Well, at least now I'm starting to accept that I like him. Uh, at first, like I said, I didn't like him. I didn't like him because, you know, not because, you know, he's most Salah. He's, I mean, he, the guy is African. Obviously, you know, you are from Africa. I'm going to like you because, you know, you are African. But I just found myself rooting against this guy. I had a bias and I have to admit it. I did because I did not like him because I thought he was big headed. I thought, you know, he was too individualistic. He was playing football for himself, not for the team. And I remember even like when he and Obama Yang and Sadio Mane uh, had that joint golden boot. And he was, I think in one of the interviews, he said some players, uh, because he, people were saying that he was having a bad season. And he was saying that some players are having the same numbers as me. He was talking about, you know, those two. And he was talking about his teammate here. And he was saying so this, some of these players are having the same numbers as me. And, you know, people are saying that I'm having a bad season. Like, you're talking about that about your teammate. And he, this was the season. I think he wasn't passing to Mo Salah. And he, he was just, like I said, you know, he was, he was just too individualistic. And I was just, I was, I was, I wasn't pleased with that. <sighs> Jesus Christ. You see people here that are talking loudly. I'm trying to record and they're talking loudly. What are you going to do? Anyway, like I said, I, did, I had some bias against Mo Salah, but now I have to admit that Mo Salah, you know what, take your bias out of it. This is football. You have to enjoy it. You don't get to see many of these kind of players uh, every now and then. So you have to, you know, just accept it. Mo Salah is incredible at football. Oh my goodness. I enjoyed watching him. I enjoyed watching Liverpool play. And uh, I'm not a fan of Liverpool by any means, by, by any measure. I kind of, you know, 
Mm. But we'll get into it. But <laughs> because you know, you you may start to think that you know this guy because he says he doesn't like Liverpool, he's not going to give Liverpool the credit. I am giving them credit for you know. I'm giving them credit right now. I'm saying that you know Mo Salah was incredible. Uh, I always liked Sadio Mane. Sadio Mane is a player that I loved for a very long time. You know, I always come here. I always give Van Dijk uh, the credit he deserves. So I mean, Trent Alexander Arnold is one of my favorite players to watch. So you know, I do give people credit, but I didn't give most of the credit. I think he, I should have gave him, you know, for 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 a long time now. So yeah, Mozart is incredible football man. He is absolutely incredible. And, and I mean, I know that doesn't make for a, for good listening. Like I'm not really you know saying anything other than you know me being you know super impressed with someone, but. I am impressed with Mosal. He is absolutely incredible. I haven't done this in a very, very long time. Stupid raccoon. But, you know, every time, every week, it seems like Jürgen Klopp is just pushing me to say, Jürgen Klopp, you are a stupid raccoon. I mean, I know the guys are accomplished. The guys won the Champions League. He has won the English League. But I have to say, Jürgen Klopp, you are a bit of a dickhead. I mean, the guy was complaining about another coach he's always complaining about the other coaches he's complaining to the media and the media is going to be like i'm speaking of bias i mean this guy is loved to no end by the media he could do anything he could be petulant as you like he can be as rude to the media as he like and you know what when they read their little stories they're going to say yeah again isn't he just brilliant isn't he just brilliant with the media that's all they are going to say and this guy is a bit of a dickhead to be perfectly honest i mean in Jürgen's head all coaches are idiots except him. I mean, he was saying uh, recently, he said that Gareth Southgate should play Joe Gomez. Because, uh, and you, the question is, why don't you, why do you want someone else to play, to give someone game time? Because he said uh, Joe Gomez needs game time. And he said uh, it, it, Gareth Southgate should be the one to give him, you know, game time. I'm, and I'm like, why? Why don't you give him game time? And he said that the guy is incredible. He's he doesn't have to work on anything more because he is at a good level. And you're like, why don't you play him then? If you say he's so good, why don't you play him? And he says, you know, it's supposed to be Gareth Southgate who's supposed to be doing that. And I'm just like, this guy's a dickhead. Like, why don't you take responsibility for your team? Why don't you play him? Because he hasn't played him this season at all. You know, again, I mean, my goodness, this guy, man, I mean, even when he was talking about Chelsea, he was saying that Chelsea, all they do is sign, sign, sign. All they do is spend money. And I was looking at when Liverpool were playing, I was looking at the squad, trying to see how many of their uh, players come from the academy. And I don't know, I think it was just two players for the for the match day squad. I don't know, maybe it's more. Actually, yeah, it was three because they had the goalkeeper and uh Trent Alexander-Arnold and another guy who came on and you know other players are available of course in the squad like Curtis Jones and the guy who was injured recently so yes they do have players from the academy but it's about four or five and how many are there at Chelsea because you talk about Chelsea like Chelsea just you know when when they have a problem all they do is sign 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 but when they when Jürgen Klopp had problems at center back what was he doing he was signing 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 why didn't he take from the academy and coach? Because he's acting like he's the only one who can coach. All these other coaches, they don't coach. All they do is just buy, 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 buy. So you know what? Jürgen Klopp, stop that nonsense, man. There could have been, you know, other guys who, who could have, you know, easily have taken, you know, the, the honor or dishonor of being a stupid raccoon. Uh, but I had to give it to Jürgen. Jürgen, man. Jürgen is, he's been getting on my nerve, to put it. Uh, mildly but you know i did watch um 
uh, Arsenal as well uh, yesterday, Monday. So I watched that. And uh, one of the things that came to mind as I was watching the game was the stats. Uh, what's what's this? They have a new stat. Uh, they call it win probability. I think it's one of the most useless stats uh, in football because the, the the stat changes with every goal scored. And I'm like, uh, when Arsenal scored, I think they, they their win probability was like 76. Crystal Palace's win probability was like 6%. And then when Crystal Palace lead, is like Crystal Palace now have 74, 76% of winning. And you're just like, what's the point? We, we could just look at the, uh, at, at the scoreline. We don't need uh, the... I mean, I, I, I do get that, you know, they have the XGs, they have the possessions, and all these stats talk about what happened versus or what could have happened in terms of XG, what could have happened, what could have happened if someone's uh, finishing was better or things like that. Expected goals, like I said. But in, in terms of win probability, it tells you what could happen. But it's not even like... Because it changes so much with every goal scored, it is pointless. It is pointless to say this guy, this team, okay, now they scored, they are probably going to be the team that wins. Okay, now they scored, uh, they are leading, they are the team that's probably going to win. It's just, you know, it's pointless. It doesn't tell you anything. It is a stat that is, to me, just absolutely useless. And that's the, the thing that I was just watching and looking at, and I was like, what's the point? Crystal Palace are obviously outplaying us now, but they are... The win probability is lower, and as soon as they score, it changes. So it's not something that's based on how well the team is playing. It's just based on the scoreline. And if it's based on the scoreline, why don't we just look at the scoreline? What do we need the win probability for? Anyway, that is the podcast for today. I mean, I know it's one of the one of those ones, you know. But you know, I will make sure that I do a better job next time. So thanks for listening. <laughs>